Too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. Welcome back to Range Anxiety. You know it's that time again. This is the pre-Christmas show of 30 years of automotive tuning experience in 30 minutes. And tonight I have a special treat for everyone. Everyone's listened to Tuna Wars. I hope so. If not, I don't know what Epicast number that is and I don't care. But tonight I have sitting next to me in the booth and he's starting to laugh. I have the one the only, the little lord. He's down from Queensland. How the hell are you going, buddy? Yeah, great, Martin. Can't wait to get back to Queensland, to be perfectly honest. Well, this isn't about political borders in South Australia. A lot of our listeners, in fact, most are in the United States. What advice do you have for them right now? Deep breath. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wash your hands, wear a face mask, don't go out. (laughs) You've already changed president, so that's a good start. Oh, look out, we got an anti-Trumper here. Are you an anti-vaxxer as well? No. Okay, so I could vaccinate you because you were um, the famous guy from Tuna Wars from the days that the LS1 drag nationals at the Crystal Inn that may or may not have decanted water into their Jack Daniels cans. My American listeners know about this. Enlighten me. That is the biggest load of shit that I've ever heard. Could you speak up a bit? So I've got a big voice, and so have you normally. You're just being a bit coy in front of the mic. Don't be coy. There's nothing to be scared of on range anxiety. There is a seat separating us. <laughs> You're safe. Yeah, but you could put some pants on. That's, that's, the, <laughs> that's the alarming part. Um, no, so the uh, the whole Jack Daniels can stuff is a load of shit. Yes. And it's very rich coming from someone who invented the throwdown, who used to drink 150 mil of a VB stubby and put it down and then proclaimed that he could drink a carton of them. So that would be, for my American listeners, like having two mouthfuls of a Bud Light and not very big ones, and they're just hiding it somewhere and saying, get me the next. Yep. Is that how it is? So how do, how do we actually meet? Uh, I was a customer of yours many, many years ago. when you I was poor an, bastard. When I was an apprentice earning very little money. But uh, you were more than happy to gleam as much as you could from my wallet as you possibly could. Did I take much? Plenty. But here's... <laughs> Good. Um, here's the thing. I, we actually didn't do the mechanical work. So what, what was this car? What was it? It was a VU Commodore Ute, which was a VX sedan, but in a Ute model. So it was like an El Camino with an LS1 in it. And uh, what did you want done? I wanted a big cam. And yep. I wanted horsepower. And what actually happened? Uh, rang Martin back in the day, didn't oh, know from a, from a bar of soap, said, I want to get this done. How did you get on to me, though? <sighs> Unfortunately, the LS1 forum. Okay, oh, forums. Yeah, so we all wasted many, many nights uh, getting banned, getting unbanned from Not the me. LS1 forum. Is your mate Redline that and, did you? Uh, no, I, I, I got banned because someone was in an argument with me and they said they were an engineer and I said apologies to your family <laughs> because most engineers I've ever come across don't have much of a personality. No. And that was, I got banned for that. So, but I was reinstated, I think, the next night. So my girlfriend was happy that night, but... What know, was his name? Martin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
I sent you somewhere else to put the cam in, right? Yeah, who I think you were testing the waters with them and you thought yeah. I would be nothing but the best test pilot to see whether they could do it. Oh, you, I, I knew you were clear, clearly quite fucking mental at the time. And what happened? Uh, two, fitted a 232-132-110 duration cam. Oh, sporty. Uh, picked it up. They took a lot longer to do it than what it was expected. Well, longer than like half a day. Yep. Took, yeah. I think it took two days back in... That. I mean, we're talking yeah. early 2000s. LS1s were witchcraft. Yep, so... Two, 2003, I reckon? Yeah. Yep. It was it was a long time ago. And um, drove it then for three days before I could get it tuned. Um, still off the <laughs> factory tuned computer, so a lot of manual car, left foot braking, coming up to the lights to keep the engine alive. And, um, yeah, it was a top-secret mission. Everyone was wondering why my car was running like a heap of shit, considering it was brand new. But it was a Commodore. That was allowed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you didn't need to set the lights at two thousand RPM to keep it to keep it idling. True. So in the unless, end, you, un, unless you've mm. tuned it, then that's normal. Yeah, that's normal. If I've had my fingers in it, in it, and your wallet, but it's faster because your wallet's lighter. So anyway, you you, you brought it to uh, you bought it brought it down to Doctor Idol, which was me. And what happened? Uh, you did weave your magic. I'll give you credit. You can you can do one thing good. That is tune a car. That's <laughs> that's you. about the end of it. Um, <laughs> but. Um, it was pushing on. Come, it was actually quite late that you started tuning it. I reckon it was one day after work. I mean, we are talking way back. After work for me is about midday. Yeah, it was after work for me, which was um, four o'clock. Wow. And it was starting, considering daylight saving in Adelaide, so it doesn't get mm. dark till eight thirty, nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. And it was starting to get dark and peak the meat back in the day. The meat? Uh, the meat. Mm. Was uh, we were struggling. You were looking at drilling out, drilling holes in throttle bodies and or the butterfly in the Gotta throttle body. Gotta love that. And Pete, the meat wandered through and went, nah, nah. Had hardly had anything to do with it, just wandered by it, was listening to it. Uh, came back with a socket and and uh, ratchet and uh, ratcheted down the manifold and uh, all of a sudden this thing started to idle. So it had a massive air leak around the, around the uh, manifold. Oh, no, that's never any good. Oh, you know what, I don't even remember that. So that car, you actually thrashed the living bejesus out of that thing, didn't you? Yes. It was responsible for many high-speed runs uh, that may or may not have been on public roads. Maybe may not have been. I travelled a fair bit internationally with that car. Yeah, <laughs> you know, as you do, you ship your Commodore everywhere to Mexico, didn't Mexico, we? Yeah, Mexico, yeah, Mexico. Yep. And it may have seen 220 kilometres an hour uh, leaving the Robin Hood Hotel in Mexico. Uh, was it? No. Yeah, it was. Was the Robin Hood. Was it? Yeah, it was that one, wasn't it? Yeah, in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tijuana, way yeah, yeah. a bit south. And what actually ended up happening to that car? I ran out of talent and drove it into the uh, world's strongest and largest uh, light column ever made. I think it was made out of steam pipe, about a 10-inch round steam <laughs> pipe. Because uh, going to work one morning, went around a roundabout, wet roads, and uh, slid off the road and smashed the... Uh, my, my nice Chinese import rims. Oh, yeah. And uh, basically deflated the two front tyres, which then took away any steering or any braking and basically just snowploughed this thing into a light column and shifted the engine and transmission back about six inches. Really? Oh, you know what? We, we discussed this earlier because we do have a bit of a rundown before a show. And I can't remember that, but you actually broke your hand, didn't you? I broke my hand when the airbag went off and, and I smashed my windscreen with my hand. 
Well, I would have punched a bloody thing too for like deflating those Chinese rims and tyres on you. <laughs> it had the China virus, that thing. So what did you replace it with? Uh, VYSS. Another ute? Another ute. What colour was it? Snot house green, wasn't it? Snot house green. And this car had a really interesting kind of, I remember this one, but it had a really interesting history. So what was the first thing we did to it? I don't remember. I think we cammed it, didn't we? No. 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 We, did we twin turbo it? Uh, tuned it. Tuned it and it was yep. weak, yeah. Uh, Manual, six speed. Yeah, no, tuned, <clears throat> just tuned it, I think, and then I, yeah. I moved to Queensland. Well, how did it ever come back here and get twin turboed? Uh, I was work. I travelled quite a bit for work. Yeah. So I sent it. So I think I sent it. I stored. I stored it back here in Adelaide, and then. Oh, Mumsies. Mm. Yep. And then, um. Yeah. Then <laughs> then worked then worked out messaging. What was it? It was an MSN MSN Messenger back in the day. MSN, you gotta love that. Yeah, MSN. That's Messenger like the AOL the of Australia, guys. And then, uh, yeah, worked out. No, it, it was no. It got turboed in Queensland. I no, bought, it didn't. No, it did. It got. It got. Oh, you bought my kit and I yeah, sent it up there. Yeah, with your shit Chinese turbos. But geez, wasn't it a treat? Yeah, it was great. It looked like a steam train because it used to leak that much oil through the turbos that once you sat idling. Yeah, should have been taking passengers on. But it. how fast was it? You took it to the drags in Queensland with a mail order tune from me, I do believe. Is yes. that correct? Yep. And what did you do at Willow Bank apart from drink lots of bourbon cans? It ran at eleven oh seven, I reckon. Would I be right? Yeah. At about one hundred and thirty-two manual. No eleven. <sighs> yeah, you can't. No, eleven. No, eleven. Eleven oh one. Eleven oh one. It was. It was knocking yeah, on. Eleven oh one. It was knocking on heaven's door at the time. Yep. So, and you never got it into the tens up there. So it came back here for some reason. I reckon you drove it back, steam training out of the Chinese turbos, just just doing drove, what you did. Drove it back, um, hit a kangaroo in Broken Hill. That's right. Cut the front bumper off. Uh, for the Americans, you've seen Skibby. He just bounced it up over the screen and off the tailgate and smashed off his car doing it, but kept going. Keep yep. going. Cut. Cut the front bar off with some side cutters. Yep. Thankfully, it's a ute. Threw the bar in the tray. Yep. And then drove it. Then the 600-odd Ks or 700 Ks, whatever it is, from Broken Hill. So, no, 450 miles. With no front bar in the Adelaide. So. Just had the intercooler sitting there. Just had the intercooler. And drove, and drove it around here for a week or two. Without a front bar. Without a front bar. Right. So, then when it came back to me, what did we do? Did we put, we put some bigger turbos on it, didn't we? Uh, took the turbo kit off. Sent it to the crash repairer, got it repaired. <laughs> yes, you got do. It. Insurance is a wonderful yeah, thing. Yeah, uh, got it back, and then I was in WA, and then uh, your old business partner, yeah, was doing stuff with his. Yeah. So then I wanted to do stuff with mine. Yeah. So I then went, let's put a cam in it, and let's put bigger turbos on it, and then we we're doing the bigger turbos. While the bigger turbos were going on, I said I want a cam. You were like, nah. You don't need to. It won't yeah, yeah, no. Standard. In, this was a standard 346. Yep. So we, I said, I don't really care. I want the cam. So we, because I like the idol of the cam. Yep. So we went the cam as well. But we actually went, here was the funny thing, and you may not remember this, but we actually went to GM Motorsport, to Fonzie Mullen. He'd come up with a cam. So he was like, all you turbo guys are weak. And he came up with this cam called a turbo killer. 
and you could put a cigarette paper like a tallyho between the exhaust valve chasing the piston up and down. There was no clearance. So you put the turbo killer cam in the turbo motor. Yes, and it never killed the turbos. No! Well, they were good at killing themselves. So we put some digger, digger turbos, bigger turbos on it. And then what happened? What did we do with it? Uh, we ran it here in Adelaide? No. No. Oh. It, would have, it would have went too fast to race here because there was no cage. Yeah. So we raced in... Uh, Heathcote. Heathcote, the yeah. LS1 Drag Nationals. Okay, so first time you ever ran at the Drag Nationals, what... Okay, actually, you took it over there. You borrowed nurses, and we've spoken about nurse before. We're not going to go into him too much. Great guy, but funny guy. And you took nurses, like, delivery truck, because he was... Um, cover drive couriers at the time or something like that, which he, which he hated desperately. And you put your Commodore in the back of his yep. truck and what happened on the way over? Uh, some moron decided that they had to be on the road far more importantly than what I had. So I had to basically stand the truck on its nose. Yeah, big big braking application yep. here. And then, uh, so the car then moved in the, uh, in the back. And it's kind of licked the sides of the truck a bit, yeah, didn't it? Just, just got a bit tasty. Yeah, it's got a bit tasty. But you, you know, when you're unloading it, you, you're a couple of bourbon cans in, and you didn't look that disappointed when you saw the paint missing off it. Well, considering that we, when we did race it, we took all of any engine protection that was on in in the tune off. Yes. Because if I detonated the engine over there, um, the yeah, plan, the truck. Well, and also the plan was that if we blow it up, we'll just go LSX block. Was that the plan? That was the plan. But we couldn't, we couldn't actually kill it. We didn't. De- no, we couldn't. Was it on E85 then? Uh, yep. Okay. So what actually happened? What What did you do? People want numbers. What happened? 10.6 at 138. Oh, really? I didn't realise you went that fast. But it would have been a shit-out 60 foot being a manual. Yeah, yeah. It was terrible. Was it about a 1.8 or something? Yeah. Well, yeah. Or I reckon worse. it was about that. No, it was a 1.86, I reckon. You know, not that I've got a memory for these things. So you ran a, a 10.6 off the stick. How much, I don't remember how much horsepower it had at the wheels. It would have been 420 kilowatts or something, wouldn't it? 430, about six, six, 680 at the tyres. 680 horsepower. So it was a fair grunter. Did you ever use any of that on the road, though? Often. <laughs> Often. Explo- no, you know, because we were in Mexico at the time. You, you know, there's no, look, the Mexican police were fine. He bribed them. He gave them... A free ticket to the Blue Burrow, and well, but that drag nationals we I freighted it down from Queensland as well with oh, the, see, I don't with, see that. with the rest of the guys from Power Talk. Mm, wow, that, yep. that we used to have a, a fierce battle with. So yep. living in Queensland, Power Talk was the shop at the time. Yep, um, there was no there was no high talk or anything like that. So yeah, um, we we joined up with them and I freighted yep. it down on a semi trailer. Yep. So it went back. So it had a. I took the the original the factory fuel tank out. Took the seats out. That's right. You put a cell in it. Yep. And um, so this thing had a sixteen liter fuel cell. But yeah. Because of the job that I that I had. Three and a half gallons, four gallons, guys. Um, had to. By the time it got freighted back, that was my work car. So I was basically driving this thing to and from work. In in like a race seat with a fuel cell, no tailgate, no 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 hard tray, no nothing. Um, so I basically had to fill up for fuel each time driving to and from work. Not that it was, it was only a 20 minute drive to work. Yeah. And uh, tw- you know, 20 minutes you'd spend filling up every day as well. Yeah. So, but, um, on one of the trips home one night when I was in Mexico, um, a guy lined up <laughs> next, next to me in a, a Mexican WRX. 
Oh yeah, and, uh, he basically wanted to wanted to see what his car was like against mine. I thought he meant just paint jobs and stuff. Like yeah. That. So lights go green, and he got the the jump. But by the time we were across, the the road had a bit of a bend in it. Yeah. Um, I had fully crossed up. Um, headlights lighting his car up and basically passed him. In like <laughs> Did you like that? Second or third. He, yeah, he would have yeah, liked it. He would have liked it. Yeah, well, he could see his interior and stuff from my headlights. So it was and it was probably custom, bro. He was fully sick. Yeah, fully hectic. Sick. Did he have a gold yeah. fish in the boot and a fish yeah. tank? No, no, no MD60, though, for him to... No, okay, so let's talk about that because I tuned this thing on E85 when E85 was, was new in South Australia. In about 2005 or six. we had one service station and had some... Massive, um, this gas station had some massive like plankton outbreak or something, didn't they? Remember it screwed everyone's fuel systems before United were doing it. So, United, please calm down. I'm not talking about you. And they took it off the market. Yep. So, there you were with your car tuned for E85, and you're going, oh, I'm not going back to petrol or gasoline because that's weak. So, what did we do? I forget. Well, I don't, but you tell the story. Uh, me- methanol premium unleaded mix. So we had 95, oh, sorry, what you in America call 93 um, fuel mixed with methanol. So 60, 40, so 60 methanol, 40 fuel. And it tuned up, I reckon it was a little bit even tastier than E85, wasn't it? Like in terms of like the power, the, the fuel density looked to be the same from when I was tuning. But how was it driving it on the street? It was great. It was sensational driving on the street. Um, Crisp. Not not real good when you got stuck in uh, peak hour traffic and had to sit through three or four cycles of traffic lights. Um, but the closest call was that we I was stopped mm. near a police station and there was a red the light. The 5 A red light camera at that same police station, at the same intersection. Mm. And uh, obviously this thing's pumping out methanol fumes. That's okay. This, this guy was up a, a little ladder doing whatever they do with the speed camera. And... Uh, mm. Obviously, his eyes started to get a little bit agitated, and uh, as just as the thankfully as the lights changed green, he started to rub his eyes severely and come down the step ladder to go and obviously see what the source of his trouble was. Yeah, and what was the source of his trouble? Uh, the methanol <laughs> fumes. <laughs> yeah, it does make you cough like that, and it makes you cry. So he got down off his ladder. And did he look at you, or what did he do? Uh, as he got up next to the passenger door, um, I selected first gear because the lights had changed green. Yeah. And uh, looked him in the eye, and, and uh, I was out of there. With a reasonable bit of pace on, or were you being soft? <sighs> no, I was being reasonable. Oh, okay. And so you used to drive this thing around all the time, mixing up MD60, because it was years before E85 came back online, I reckon, or at least a couple. We did, we did put it back on 98 for that reason. Oh, did we? And was it weak? But I also had the... Gasoline shit. But also, because of I, it was my work car and I worked all around Australia, we did put it back on 98 for that reason. Because everyone... Car. Who doesn't drive a 10-second car yeah. in Australia? Well, you're a bit like Cletus McFarlane. You know, you like, this was your... This was Australia's farm truck at the time, pretty much. And you go out and you wouldn't race for pinks. Actually, I think you did once, didn't you? Nah. Did we race for pinks? No, no. no, okay, that was someone else, maybe. But you got like, I reckon we got like 24 mile per gallon on the open road, or whatever it is, convert it yourselves, guys. But it was nine, nine, nine point something litres per hundred, which I thought was pretty bloody impressive. So I, I drove from uh, Newcastle to Queensland 
uh, to Brisbane and got 9.8 litres per 100. So that that's uh, like from, let's do it, from um, Austin to Tallahassee. Similar sort of distance. It's not a short drive. It's not a great long drive, but yeah, it was pretty impressive. Did you have the twenty? Did you have the four gallon tank in it at the time? No, no. I got it was back. Well, we, we, did we the put the original tank back in it? Didn't yeah, we? yeah. Put the factory. Yeah. How stupid were but we? I, but like, I got the same from Brisbane to Adelaide, and that was that's a two thousand kilometer drive. It mustn't have had Chinese turbos on it in the end. It no, mustn't that, have. Did no, we that, put Garrett's on it? Yeah, that put Garrett. That was the Garrett. Yeah, we, okay. So we Garretted it up yeah, and yeah. made something decent so of it. Was it 38, 30, 64? Oh, I don't know. 3076s. Yeah. They were 3076s. There you go. And they were internal gate? They were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tuned with the standard ECU. Um, had a decent fuel system with a couple of pumps in it. Had like. 850cc injectors in it, so that's all we could tune back then. Standard is a bloody brilliant thing. HP tuners, two-bar operating system, and given its choose, you could never blow it up. Never. You actually tried pretty hard. Well, that that time at the Drag Nationals, there was no there was no rev limiter. There was no yeah, it was eight thousand. There was no engine knock. There was no there was no nothing. Yeah, there was no knock control, no yep. protection. It was just give it. Because the last thing you want, kids, is when you're going to spend a motor, we always talk about tuning sensibly and tuning for protection, but if you're on a, a bunter run, a killer run, and you get your 60 right, and you get a couple of degrees knock, knock retard at the end, and it just knocks a couple of mile an hour off you, knocks a couple of tenths off you, it's not acceptable. And just like if you go back to last Epicast and we talk about blowerhead where it just cleans its teeth, that's what a little bit of rattle can do. If you're prepared to spend the engine and you were yes so in fact the whole time i've known you the only time you've ever spent a motor that i've changed is when you plowed it into something and spent it correct jeez you're like one in a million <laughs> no wonder you bloody like me well i do remember the the uh same drag nationals i think someone was walking around holding up his hand with uh every finger and thumb on that finger extended going that's five that's five. and that was how many i'd blown up if it yeah, I, I think that, that was it. That was good old Nurse, who, mind you, at the same... Was it that same drag... Yeah, same drag Nationals, he was running nitrous. Normally aspirated or turbocharged? No, normally... No, no, normally aspirated. And he was nitrous. weak as piss, wasn't he? He did a 10.8. No, that was... No, the, that was that turbocharged. Was, no, that was the year before he did a 10.8. He did that turbocharged with 18 wild turkey cans um, uh, uh, sponsors. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was a sponsor. Yeah, yeah that was sponsored. Self, Sporty. Self-sponsored. Self-sponsored. Yeah, no, he did that then. I don't reckon that car... Self-sponsored by Wild Turkey, of a, of a generally of a mid to late morning through to afternoon and evening. And never drove the car afterwards, kids. No. Listen to that. But also sponsored by My Lanta of a morning. Oh, really? A bit of My Lanta. <laughs> you always need a bit of gastrointestinal help. God rest his soul. Um, I, but did he do a nine on the turbo kit then with the big single on it? I no. reckon he did. No. It was only Gareth that did a nine. Only Gareth has done a nine. Yeah. Because he Which cheated. Is, is he cheated? He cheated. He cheated. How'd he cheat? He took all of the interior out of his car. Oh, you were driving on bloody hell. You were sitting on a milk crate steering with chopsticks. There was nothing left of your car. But, 
And but to be fair, considering he may have stripped everything, air conditioning, power steering, the whole interior out of a sedan, cut the hell out of his doors. Yes. But considering the size of the lad, <laughs> it's probably it was probably only fair. Do you remember when he was putting putting the big brakes on it once down at the workshop when it was a forty degree day in the oh. workshop and he was a bit of a larger lad. I thought he was gonna stroke out. I thought you're gonna have to give him mouth to mouth because I knew you always wanted to. <laughs> Mate, considering considering that the kegs that you used to haul around with you, yeah, well there you which, go. It's a bit which, rich, isn't which, it? which I must admit I haven't seen you probably for for almost a year. I think the kegs are slipping back in. Oh come on now, be nice. The, the, the chins the chins are back. Oh god, you you got you got to get old. Someone's got to get old sometime. Um, but the plugs the plugs are looking fantastic. We're, you spent, <laughs> I don't have any hair. What are you talking about? The money the money you're spending on getting your hair back is fantastic. It's really, you be able to comb it over your face. <laughs> Just up from over my back. So where to um, from here uh, for you with cars, little lord? Oh, uh, well, I've got a, a one-tonner. So uh, I'm looking to do things with that. Is it standard? Oh, it's always standard. So it's always stock. All the parts are yeah. in stock. Yeah, that's right. It's all, it's all factory. So, look, it's been a joy having you on the program to, tonight. Uh, this Epicast is, is famous for anyone that knows LS1s. I know the Melbourne crew will be loving this. I know some Americans will realise now what crazy people we got here. Thank you very much what, for coming on, Little hey, Lord. Hang on. What, what about oh. the one that I used to race against, Leatherman? Who, I can't even remember Leatherman. Yeah, the boot, Sounds like your boyfriend. The, sh- the shoemaker. Who, I don't even remember him. Yeah. I remember the name. Yeah. Talk and to me. Because he reckons he won at the Drag Nationals yeah. because he got the jump, but it wasn't, it's not that type of racing. Yeah, it wasn't heads up. It was no. bracket yeah. racing, yeah. So I beat him for time. Yeah. And also mile an hour. Easily mile yeah, an yeah, hour. Yeah, easily mile an yeah. hour. And then not long after that, had to flee the country. Why do you have to flee the country? His claim was that I've got a job overseas yeah. and never, ever came back. So ASIO might have had just, something to do with it. Nah, just the shame. The shame? Yeah. Well, yeah. It was one, one of Power Talk's best, so I'm not surprised that, you know, they, they probably <laughs> probably slipped him out in the back never to be seen again, but, hey, that's how they do business. Um, yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> not, not, um, not genuinely. And before we go, yeah, exactly, do not defame business. They are a fantastic business, and I'm a great supporter of theirs. Um, what about, there was another thing you had actually, to keep... On, actually, on Power Talk, they are going actually quite well these days. Well, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not from well, Queensland. With, with the Walkinshaw deal, is that still happening? No. Oh, they haven't made a Commodore since 2016, you idiot. No, but I thought they were tied up with Walkinshaw and all that. Oh, I don't know. I've got no idea. Well, they but, were. I've, look, I, I don't. There's no LS1 forums and stuff anymore. But they were. They were doing quite well. What happened to the guy that ran the LS1 forums? He fled to Thailand, didn't he? No idea. I didn't even know who it was. Yeah. Um, what about you? Did have one more mate on there before we go? There was Jimmo. <laughs> <laughs> he was a guy from Queensland. He still is in Queensland, is he? I don't know. Oh, what about Pagey? Oh, no. Oh, we just got a bit of a not an idiot look. This has gone on way too long, guys. It's past our bedtime. Thank you for tuning in. Next show is a Christmas special. However, this 50th Epicast has been awesome.